I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female, where every week I speak with women changemakers who are redefining the rules of female leadership. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and behind it, a reality that affects women first and foremost, directly and indirectly. That's why I'm proud to share I've partnered with Rethink Breast Cancer for a special series on the Brennis Female podcast today and in coming weeks. Rethink Breast Cancer aims to empower, educate, and support all young people impacted by breast cancer. I'm honored to take this opportunity to join them and discuss and rethink the narrative around breast cancer in today's world. As part of this series, you'll meet women who are making a difference as leading changemakers in the community. Everyone on the Rethink Breast Cancer team is focused on offering relevant and accessible spaces for the new generation of young people affected by breast cancer. And I'm happy we can share their knowledge on this platform. Visit RethinkBreastCancer.com this Breast Cancer Awareness Month and beyond. In today's episode, you'll hear my conversation with Michelle O'Dwayne, who was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer in 2017. Prior to her diagnosis, Michelle worked for almost two decades as a passionate educator in Toronto. She brings an Equity Lens to Rethink's NBC Advisory Board, and she partnered with Rethink to create Uncovered, a breast recognition project, a resource that shares the stories and images of Black women and that shines a light on how women of color often see their needs overlooked and underrepresented in the cancer care community. Here is our conversation. Michelle, it's a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for joining me on The Brand is Female this morning. Uh, Good morning, and I'm really glad to be here on The Brand is Female with you. And I like to start conversations by asking you, uh, going back, you know, to your childhood years, uh, what did you dream you'd want to be doing or you'd be doing as a career later in life? And did you ever imagine it would have something to do with what you're actually doing today at Rethink? Um, or was it something completely unrelated uh, at that time? Uh, my my I grew up, um, my dad was a teacher, my mom was a nurse. Uh, I knew nursing wasn't the profession for me, but I did get into education. So I come from a, you know, a teacher family. My sister's a teacher as well. My brother's a flight instructor. Uh, so education is, is in our bones. It's in our blood. Um, and so that's what I, the profession that I went into was education. And so I worked at an elementary school in the east end of Toronto. And uh, I worked with um, a lot of uh, a high immigrant population, a lot of new Canadians. And it was just um, one of the most wonderful uh, highlights of my life, a privilege to to teach in that community. Mm. And that's great because it seems you were were on that path already, right? So it it wasn't something that required a a pivot or a shift in, in your career. Tell me about those first years, maybe when you started teaching, what was that experience like? And, um, you know, did it feel, um, you know, what did it feel that it was contributing maybe to your life and that you were bringing to the communities you were working with? The minute that I walked into the school for my job interview, I just felt like this place was home. 
I looked around and I saw the diversity of the, the children and the community that was at this school. And I knew it was a place that I had to be uh, growing up um, in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. My elementary school experience wasn't the most inclusive or culturally diverse. Uh, right. I, I come from a mixed family background. My dad was born in Trinidad. Uh, my mother was from northwestern Ontario in a Francophone uh, community uh, in Rainy River. And the elementary school that I went to was primarily uh, white. Um, the number of minority kids in the school, you could probably count on both hands, uh, which included our family, you know, and a couple of neighbors on the street. And mm-hmm. so it was really refreshing for me to walk into a school and see all of these kids from different backgrounds. And I wanted to be there to support them um, as they came into Canada and, and learn what, you know, life was like in Canada. Um, I knew what it felt like to be a kid as an outsider, and I wanted to, to be a part of that and, and make their transition to life in Canada smoother and easier. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about kind of what led you and you know obviously we're having this conversation it's the month of october um the month uh, you know where we raise awareness for for breast cancer you are involved with rethink now so i'd love to know about how you found rethink and i know this connects your own health journey as well Mm -hmm. so i can maybe tell you a little bit about my health journey and breast cancer Mm -hmm. Uh, so Breast cancer has always been something lurking in the back of my mind, and and this this has been a long time. So uh, around the age 14, 15 years old, uh, I found a lump in my right breast, and it's not something you would expect to find in a a girl so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the support of my 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 family, my mother, and I went the route of having that lump removed but the experience of being um, a teenager going through the biopsy having to disrobe in front of older white men Mm. um, having them poking and prodding uh, your breasts was a very traumatic experience for me Mm. Um, and it left uh, a scar around my areola so my my breasts did not look the same you could tell that there had been a surgical intervention on my right breast. Right. And growing up, I was always quite self-conscious about that and about my breasts. And just knowing that there was that lump there, as I said, breast cancer was always lurking in the back of my mind. Mm. Um, You know, and I can fast forward to over the years, breastfeeding, you know, finding various lumps and, and, being honest with my family doctor and having those checked out um, and being told, you know, sometimes they're just uh, milk ducts that are blocked. Right. But that fear of always, you know, could this be breast cancer? Mm. Um, I was nursing my second child uh, when I felt a lump that seemed like it was different. So I, I knew that I had lumps in my breast, but I was told they were always benign cysts. 
but I felt like this one in this one particular spot had changed. Uh, so mm-hmm. I did go to my family doctor and we did an ultrasound. Um, they felt that it did look different from previous ultrasounds. He sent me to the hospital to have a, a mammogram and to have a biopsy. The first biopsy wasn't conclusive, had to go back and have a second biopsy. And then they, they discovered that it was breast cancer. Mm. And so it was, it was almost like my, my greatest fears had come to life. Right. It was something that I was always afraid of that, you know, these lumps in my breasts were going to come back uh, as breast cancer. So that, that was, um, really hard to process. I can imagine. And do you feel at that time, because it, it sounds like it, you know, it first appeared when you were still quite young. And was there, did you feel like there were conversations around you about breast cancer, what to look out for, or, you know, even discussions around what treatment and, you know, outlook looks like? Um, Or was this kind of completely new and it felt like you had to you know, I think I think it's always about making our own way when we're a patient trying to navigate healthcare for for any type of of you know health issue or disease. But um, again, did you feel that there was you know enough information out there for you to be uh, you know to be able to be educated and aware of what was going on? Uh, absolutely not. There was, I, I don't feel at all that there was enough education or awareness uh, for me about what to look for, um, my risk factors. Mm. You know, there was, there was never any conversations about that for me. Um, not from, you know, my first benign cyst, uh, having that operation when I was about 14, 15 years old to, you know, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I, I, I really felt in the dark that I didn't have a good handle on, you know, what to expect or, or what this breast cancer thing could be and what my risk factors were. Right. First of all, I I am I'm sorry for this experience, which sounds like, you know, not only was there an issue with the, the facts and information available to you um, as a, as a as a cancer patient. Um, and then there was the added traumatic experience of working with some healthcare practitioners that maybe did not have the right tools or the right approach um, in offering, you know, optimal care and um, and just in generally speaking, how they how they were dealing with you. Do you feel that there's been progress made since, and this, you know, the answer might connect with your work at Rethink, to address issues on those two fronts? It, it, you're absolutely right. It was a traumatic experience. Um, it, was, it was traumatic because it brought up the memories of being a young girl Um, and just having these doctors interact with me in, in a way that wasn't sensitive to my needs. And I didn't feel cared for or respected, um, or supported in the, in those moments. And so it was quite difficult for me to, to walk into the breast care clinic, uh, and, and, you know, subject myself to this all over again. You know, you have a lump, you need to have it checked out. That's, that's absolutely important. But it, it comes with a lot of baggage. Right. And it's, it's something that 
I wish healthcare providers um, took more time with their patients with mm-hmm. just to, to get a better understanding of where they're coming from. That makes sense. And so much, I think, you know, care and health services in general, so much is also not just the physical illness, but kind of the whole psychological and emotional, you know, approach to healing, right? And it seems like that's where there's a major, uh, there's a major gap. Um, and I've obviously heard that from other women, but hearing your experience, um, how do we, and I'll, I'll also turn the question and kind of frame it with the amazing work that, you know, Rethink is doing, um, what are resources that women can now, you know, access? How do you think we can help women who find, who find themselves in this situation? Uh, maybe a first brush with, you know, uh, a risk of breast cancer, because we know now, uh, you know, in, in some cases, when, when women have a good healthcare practitioner, it's possible to evaluate what our risk is for potentially having breast cancer, but also for women who find themselves having to get treatment uh, when, when they get diagnosed. So what would be kind of, you know, solutions that they can or services that these women can, can tap into? I'm sure the services vary from cancer care center, um, you know, and hospitals, you know, there's big, there's rural. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that was most surprising for me was being treated in Toronto, where we have such a culturally and ethnically diverse city, the resources that were available to me did not reflect the diversity of this city. And, um, And that was really, really hard. Women of color, black women, um, our skin does not necessarily heal the same way as um, white women. So sometimes our scars will keloid. um, And and so that, that is an issue for for a lot of women and so when I made the decision to have a a bilateral mastectomy I needed to see images of black women so that I knew what their scars would look like Mm, right and those were not available to me wow and so making a decision about your body that's going to impact the rest of your life and you have no images or idea of what it's going to look like is very, very scary. You know, I think people, most people would not, you know, you want to buy a car, you want to see what the color looks like, how, what it looks like under the hood. You, 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 you do your due diligence. And I wanted to do my due diligence and, and, ask all of those questions and ask about, you know, how do I treat the scars if they do start to keloid, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I couldn't get the answers to those questions. So it just made me feel like, hmm, I'm not really a part of this experience. This experience isn't for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it threw me into a depression um, because I, I had this surgery and I didn't know what to do with my breasts. Um, so as part of my surgery, I, I lost both of my nipples. And so I have these two scars running up my body and I, and I did not see my body as a whole anymore. I just saw it as everything above my chest 
and everything below my chest. Huh. And, I, and I really could not come to terms with the reconstructed breasts. Right. And a lot of that has to do with the lack of representation and the lack of information and support mm-hmm. for my needs. Mm. And I was really trying to process everything that had happened and what I'd wished for, um, for things to be different. And so I started, you know, just writing things down, you know, if somebody were else, another woman like me were to go through this experience, what would I want her to have? And I started writing those things down, you know, um, and it started to make me feel better just, just, to, just to even just think about these things. And then I gave it a name, you know, the Breast Recognition Project. And I thought, you know what, it would be so nice to empower women, um, you know, to take pictures of their scars, their breast reconstruction scars, and hear their stories and their voices. Yes. And have them photographed in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And to make them feel beautiful and empowered, I wanted to have a black hairstylist. I would want to have black photographers, black makeup artists who understand the unique needs of, of, of women of color. Mm. And, and, you know, it gave me some comfort to, to go back and look at those notes and just think, you know, maybe one day this could be something real. This could be something that could help other women who are probably feeling like me, alienated from this system. Now in her 20th year, Rethink Breast Cancer continues to re-examine and challenge the reality of breast cancer in our world through the lenses of equity, social and environmental justice, as well as gender diversity. I want to thank them for their support of today's episode, and I invite you to discover their latest publication called Uncovered, a breast recognition project created in collaboration with Rethinker and Changemaker Michelle O'Dwayne. As a Black woman living with breast cancer, Michelle saw a significant underrepresentation of Black women and women of color in a breast cancer community, and she felt the need to address it. Through the sharing of Black women's stories and humanizing images, Uncovered aims to educate all people, including healthcare providers, on the unique needs of Black, Indigenous, and people of color living with breast cancer, as well as on how they may be better supported throughout their experience. Visit RethinkBreastCancer.com and get your copy today. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners who can provide education, financing, mentorship, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. And I think you're you're pointing to, you know, health inequities that uh, affect women undergoing, you know, cancer treatment or... Uh, unfortunately, it's in other areas of, of women's healthcare as well. It seems to be a common experience, right? Um, 
So you bring up a lot of ways um, that, you know, lack of representation is really uh, kind of hindering the, you know, the ways that women can feel cared for, which I would think impacts, again, that emotional and psychological healing that needs to take place in addition to physical healing, you know, especially where, where cancer is concerned. What would be ways um, and, and what are ways that um, women can feel cared for and, you know, find the resources to support them. You've mentioned, you know, going into a depression after your experience. So what what would be the path forward so women can better feel supported in situations like these? I think there needs to be um, better awareness about what supports are available to women, uh, mm-hmm. what to look for in terms of signs of depression, um, and how to, to reach out for support. So I think uh, we need just to make these services more accessible um, and, and part of the, ex- I, want, I don't want to say experience, but part of your diagnosis. When you're diagnosed with breast cancer, there is so much going on. And I think women just need to have access to that information. You know, you, your diet may change, your tastes may change. So there might be just issues with food and digestion. Um, you know, there's social emotional, there's, there's family supports if you're raising a family or if you have a spouse. And I think women need to know what these resources and services are that are available to them mm-hmm. so that they can get in contact with them, connect with these services sooner than later before something gets out of hand before you fall into a deep depression right right and this brings me to talk about uncovered um uh, it's a project that rethink has led uh, which i believe stemmed from from your original idea of being able to show women um you know of all of all backgrounds of all racial backgrounds as well and you know show, showing their scars basically and sharing images of their body to really help empower women through this experience so can you tell me about you know what what that the process of working on that book was like and what you hope it can accomplish right so uncovered started with my journaling experience of how i wanted to process my journey um, my feelings my depression and I wanted to turn something that was really difficult and negative for me into something positive right and um, at the same time the there was the murder of George Floyd and the whole world was looking at what was going on with racial injustice in this world um, a lot of it's in the States, but Canada is, is, is not innocent by any means. And so mm-hmm. I was seeing all of these companies, organizations putting out statements of support. And um, being a black woman, I found it ironic that in some of these organizations and statements, I, I did not feel that support, that that was not my, the experience uh, on my receiving end. Right. And so I just started emailing, writing to these, these companies and organizations. And so I'd written to Rethink and I expressed my feelings about uh, various issues. And the founder, MJ Dakoto, she, she called me and she said, you know what, I saw your email and, and um, 
you know, I, I want to talk about your feelings. And so we, we had talked about a lot of different things. And in that conversation, I said, you know what, while I've got you, I've just been sitting on this idea and, you know, my, my breast reconstruction journey has not been a straight one. It's two years that I've been living with my, my reconstructed breasts mm -hmm. and I still have no idea what to do with them. And this, this is really hard for me to process. And I wish women did not have to go through this as, you know, specifically black women. And I said, I just had this idea of creating a resource, something for them that shares their stories and their images because they're not available in, in the hospitals. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know what, we can help you with that. And, um, I was just absolutely thrilled. And so we, we started collaborating. I shared with the rethink all of my notes that I'd been journaling over the, the past year or so. And, you know, I said, this is important to me that we need to make this a safe space for black women. Mm -hmm. So it was really important for me with rethink, if I was going to trust them with this project, that they were willing to, to meet me on, on this journey and, and have it fill a cathartic need for me. I needed to have my voice heard. I needed to have these women who were going to come with us and be a part of this resource, have their images and their stories seen and heard. Um, and so to do that, I wanted a black photographer. I wanted a black hairstylist mm. for women who still had their hair. And I wanted black makeup artists on set, everything to make um, the women in who were participating feel comfortable and at ease. Mm, mm -hmm. And so that's, that's how Uncovered was born. So we put together this, this resource. And in our first edition, we had eight um, black women who courageously came forward and, and shared images of their scars and their stories, their experiences of you know, navigating the healthcare system where sometimes you, you know, women of color are often not seen and not heard. And, and this gave them a platform to share those experiences with, with the world. And can you tell me about the feedback, how, you know, even just working on a book with these women and how the book is being received? What are, what are you hearing from your community? Yeah. So, you know, walking, I'll, I'll speak about the experience of filming the first edition of Uncovered, because even though this was my, my vision coming to light, um, it wasn't an easy task to just walk into this, the set and take off my top and bear my scars because it was something that I still had not processed myself. And I really had a hard time looking at my body as a whole. So I, 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 I was quite nervous and apprehensive about walking into this situation, even though it was my idea. Um, and I, I was on set for the two days uh, where we were filming and, and taking pictures of the women, the female participants. And every single woman walked in like me, a little bit apprehensive, unsure. Um, you know, this, this is a new experience because you've never seen yourself in this light. You've, you've never been pampered in this way. And then all of a sudden you're, you're taking your top off and showing your, your scars when <laughs> right. you've never seen other women's scars before that look like you. Right. But after getting their photos, when the women walked off the set, they all had these radiant smiles. Mm. And, mm. and for them, 
it was just such an empowering and moving experience mm -hmm. to feel loved and cared and supported in that moment. Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to share their scars and feel like they're part of something that's going to help other women down the road. Right. So that, that was really a wonderful experience. Mm, that's great. And the, the resource after it was launched was really well received. Um, you know, I was receiving messages on social media about, you know, this is, this was the first time, you know, so many women, um, were seeing themselves represented in the, you know, the cancer space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just, you know, black women or women of color writing to me. I was receiving messages from white women, um, who, Really, he just thought, cancer is cancer. It doesn't discriminate. Mm. And then writing to me saying, I didn't realize my experience was so much easier than yours. I didn't realize I had access to so much more resources than you did. And I didn't realize that your experience as, as a Black woman was so much harder. Mm -hmm. And women saying, you know, I'm going to commit to asking my cancer care center or my doctor or my plastic surgeon to have resources available for women of color to make sure that their bodies are shown in portfolios, you know, to, to just make sure that all women are included. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that, that is so important and such, uh, such beautiful work. And I'm not surprised to hear you know, that, uh, that it, it was welcome with a, with a warm reception and we need more of these initiatives. Um, what does the future look like in your eyes for women? And I, and I do mean all women, um, and, and their experience in receiving proper treatment and care when it comes to breast cancer, what would be kind of your outlook, you know, for, for, um, for the way this should be handled overall moving forward and ways that, um, healthcare practitioners, community resources, um, you know, the community of women even can, can kind of grow and evolve into a fully supportive and, and hopefully nurturing environment. I think it's important, you know, for all women to feel supported and to, to see themselves in the cancer care setting. It's important that Canada start, um, you know, collecting race-based data. Mm. Uh, a lot of the stats that we have are based on American studies. Um, and a lot of the images um, and the data that we do have in Canada was collected on white people. So I think yeah. until we start having better representation of women of color in, in the cancer care setting, then I think we're not going to be able to move the needle very far. So we need to have access to that information and to have our voices and in, in, in issues represented. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that would be, that would be a great place to start for sure. Is there anything else in your work at Rethink um, initiatives that you might be looking forward to? Um, maybe the continuation of the uncovered book and project as well, or, you know, things that are on your radar for the, the next months ahead? 
Absolutely. So this uh, this month, October, we're going to be launching our second edition of Uncovered. Uh, it comes with, you know, a theme of now you see me, now you don't. So last year's resource was very well received. And I, and I was touched. Rethink was, was, you know, glad that it was so well received. But at the same time, uh, I was really disappointed that there wasn't any systemic or structural change, no commitments from anybody. You know, a lot of positive feedback from people who work in the cancer care community, uh, who work in cancer care agencies, but there wasn't any change. And what I kept saying to rethink was if one of my loved ones, my sister or my nieces, um, were to be diagnosed with breast cancer tomorrow, their experience would still be the same isolating experience that mine was mm-hmm. four years ago. And that's wrong. So we know that women of color are saying that they don't feel that they're seen and heard and that their needs are not at the forefront of conversations and that we have this resource that I created with Rethink, and it's well-received, but nobody's taking the necessary steps to make any changes. And so that's, that's at the forefront of this new edition of, um, of Uncovered, is, is just really diving into the ways that the women who participated this year just really didn't feel seen or heard. Mm. Um, during their experience. And there's also stories of some women whose doctors knew that there were gaps in representation of, of women of color in the cancer, and, and they were supportive, and they would have these conversations up front with their patients. And that led to more positive feelings during their cancer care experience. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, if you're comfortable sharing, where where do you sit at in terms of your own health journey, um, and especially when it comes to breast cancer, um, and you know what what is the outlook for you, and also generally speaking, are you? I, I think we never fully you know healing is an ongoing process, obviously, uh, both at a uh, emotional, psychological level, and physical level. But where where do you find yourself right now? So um, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2017, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. So Mm -hmm. this is the kind that there is no cure. I'm on treatment for life. Right. Uh, And so that that was that's that's very difficult. Um, So I was trying to process a lot of things when I was diagnosed in 2017. Um, I was processing the diagnosis. I was processing losing my breasts and having the bilateral mastectomy. At the same time, I was dealing with trauma of that, you know, 15-year-old girl having her breasts examined for a lump to be removed. Mm -hmm. And I was nursing my son at the time, and I lost Mm -hmm. my breasts while I was still breastfeeding. And so that bond was severed. Right. Um, with my, wow. my son very abruptly. And that was something that I, I was not given the time or the space to talk about and process. Right. 
So there, there was a lot that I was going through. And, and then just this floundering of how do I accept my body as it is? And after um, shooting the photos for Uncovered and I saw myself on the cover and then I saw the women in the resource, I looked at my body differently. Mm-hmm. I looked at it for the first time as whole and as beautiful and as strong as it was that it got me to this point. Wow. And so I've been able to accept my body and not feel like I need to do anything else with my, my reconstructed breasts. Mm-hmm. I can accept them now as, as, as what they are and as part of my body. So that, that's been a positive move forward for me. Mm. I'm glad to hear that and obviously wishing you well in the next steps um, in, in continuing treatment and care. And congratulations on the work, what you're doing with Rethink and helping, you know, increase representation for all women and and Black women specifically. Um, Very excited to see, you know, what Rethink uh, is coming up with next, because these are such important resources and important conversations to have around breast cancer, because unfortunately, women are often left behind when it comes to healthcare. And thank you so much for speaking with me, Michelle, today. I really appreciate it. It was wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Thanks to our partners at Rethink Breast Cancer for their support of this episode of The Brand is Female. Tune in next week for another episode as part of this series. Rethink Breast Cancer is celebrating 20 years of fostering safe and inclusive spaces, always with a mission to empower, connect, educate, and rethink conversation around breast cancer, as well as offer support to those who are impacted. At Rethink, your voice matters the most. Please visit RethinkBreastCancer.com and find out more. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review wherever that is possible. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, for the support of The Brand is Female. You got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening. I'll be back in a week with a new guest. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling, and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support, Claire Miglionico. Marketing and digital growth, Kayla Gillis. And partnerships, Natalie Hope. Yeah.